Hey, oh, it's Drew. So the past few weeks have been exhausting with the election and everything that's going on in the world. So we're going to take a step back from the heavy duty accounting stuff. We had a really cool interview lined up for this week, all ready to go, but it didn't really feel like the right time. And we felt it might get buried in the middle of everything else that's going on. And if you're like me, you could use something a little less monolithic right now anyway. Hope you understand. If you're into that heavy duty accounting stuff, hang on a bit longer as next week will be pretty incredible. As for this week, Keep listening for another eerie accountancy episode. We first aired this one back in April, but, you know, gotta keep that Halloween spirit alive for as long as possible. Anywho, here we go. Hey, and welcome to Off the Books, where we're surfing the uncharted waters of accounting, finance, and wherever else the waves take us. I'm Drew Dubner, and I'm your host. I'm not an accountant, but I like asking questions of people who are, so finance professionals can do their jobs better. Okay, so this isn't a regular episode of Off the Books. If you're looking for more in-depth accounting conversations, you might want to check out our other episodes. We're taking a different wave here today. Maybe you need a distraction from everything. We sure do. So we created this series called Eerie Accountancy. Ooh, some spooky tales based around real-life accounting horror stories shared by some listeners. What you're about to hear is a real-life story about a real-life material weakness. Many of the details have been changed to protect identities, and for good reason. You'll see what I mean. This eerie accountancy story is called The Whistling Weakness. Hope you enjoy it. Meet Claudia, the controller of the North American region for a global communications firm. Hi, I'm Claudia. Claudia is comfortable in her job and has been with the company for the better part of two years through ups and downs. And there's been a lot of ups and downs. Doris, the principal accounting officer, Claudia's boss, had the office next door to Claudia's. Doris was the type of person who softly whistled along to the radio subconsciously, which was extremely grating but Claudia could always close the door to get some work done. And there was no shortage of work. Over her tenure, Claudia shepherded them through a particularly rough 606 implementation. When I started, I was promised we were about 90% through the 606 process. But one day I learned it was more like 5% complete and a major acquisition was just around the corner. I wasn't pleased. That wasn't the best day of my life. But that was then, and this is now. It was 2.50 in the afternoon on a particularly stressful Friday. Claudia looked at the clock on the wall and heard that awful faint whistling from the office next door. She decided to finish up her work from the coffee shop down the block. She shot a quick wave at Doris on the way out and had an unassuming weekend. Then Monday happened. I came into work and I nearly jumped out of my skin when I found Greg, our CFO, in my office, waiting for me, sipping coffee. Greg's a friendly enough guy, but he was rarely in the country, let alone my office, on a Monday, before I got in. So, uh, Claudia, Doris is out. She's no longer with the company. I mean, nothing salacious, but uh, let's say things came to a close. I, uh, I don't have a technical accounting background, and I'm not a CPA, you know? Right. And I can't sign the disclosures by myself. Right. So I'd like you to sign off on the Q110Q later this week. Oh, 
I'd uh, be honored. Great. Well, I'll be in touch. And with that, Greg walked out of her office. Claudia took a minute to collect herself and think of the road ahead. A 10Q is a ton of responsibility. Doris might not have been the most pleasant person to be around 40 hours per week, but Claudia was familiar with Doris's review process, so she had no serious reason to doubt her work. After all, Doris had been at the company a long, long time. So let's fast forward a bit. Claudia signed the 10Q, it was filed, and the firm buzzed along into the spring months. In late May of that year, a month or so after that encounter with Greg, Claudia got an email from him. Oh, geez. What's this now? Dear Claudia, the email read, I'm looking for a little clarity around a Q1606 footnote. I need the detail here and all of the supporting documentation. ASAP. Can you dig that up? Hmm. Claudia got to digging. That particular footnote was handled by Doris, so Claudia dug into the shared drive for the records. Before she passed it to Greg, out of curiosity, Claudia scanned the footnote and documentation. What the sh**? Doris, what have you been doing? The more Claudia dug through Doris's documentation, the more problems she stumbled across. Where are the processes in place to accumulate the data? Why are there no consistent processes across EMEA in North America? Doris! This footnote was downright caked in errors, easily significant deficiencies, each wrapped around 606, but also involving financial reporting. The Q2 filing was just a month around the corner. Every issue that was uncovered in the Q1 report needed to be run down. Holy moly! So Claudia speed dialed Greg. Uh, hi, Claudia. Hi, Greg. Um, I got your footnote, but I think there's a bigger problem. Today's episode is brought to you by Workiva. Fun fact, my first job was operating the scoreboard at local high school hockey games. They paid me in cash under the table, which is not something to admit in front of finance people, but I trust you, dear listener. I was under constant pressure from players, from coaches, from referees, even the fans to keep the right time on the board and get the players out of the penalty box at the right time. The job was about pinpoint timing and precision all while people threw popcorn at my head. Workiva would have not helped me at all in that situation, but it will help you manage similarly stressful pressures you're under from executives, from the audit committees, from your board, and other scary characters. With Workiva, you get access to critical data right when it's needed, win back more time to spend on important stuff, and stay out of the penalty box. Yes, Workiva. Learn more at workiva.com. That's W. O-R-K-I-V-A dot com. Back to the story. Historically, the firm had held their earnings call on the same day the filing had been released. A bit of a celebration for the accounting team. Usually, the leadership brought in cake for the team. This time, not so much. I've never filled out a form 12B25 before. The form to let the SEC know the report would be late. I guess there's a first time for everything. More broadly, Claudia wrestled with the enormity of the situation. On the whole, like, I'm struggling with the fact I signed the report. Yeah, I didn't make those mistakes, but that's my signature on there. Something I'm tied to for the rest of my career. 
That sucks. As the team continued on the road toward a complete 10K, they came across increasingly more errors made by Doris. Segregation of duties, debited entries instead of credited, and others. Claudia was crushed to learn Doris's errors had tallied past the executive leadership's comfort zone of $5 million in deficiencies, pushing the situation into material weakness territory. She confided the nightmare to Greg, her ever-patient CFO, who had basically moved into the office with her. Two years at the company, one missed 10Q, a mismanaged 10K. How am I still here? It wasn't your fault. Don't be so hard on yourself. I guess so. I know so. Really, you've earned your stripes around here. You're the obvious shoe-in for Doris's role. Principal, accounting, officer. Would look nice on your door, yeah? I really got to think about that one. For sure. Uh, take your time. But, but here, take my cell number. Seriously, call me if you ever have questions. Over the weekend, whenever. Really. Thanks, Greg. I'll think about it. Not sure I can stop thinking about it, but I'll get back to you. That weekend, like any other weekend... Claudia went grocery shopping. Waiting in the checkout line, she heard a familiar, off-tune whistling to the Muzak. Christ, it's Doris. The two didn't meet glances, and Claudia quickly rushed out the door after checking out. Looking back over her shoulder, Doris had vanished from the produce section. In the parking lot, she fumbled for her keys, tossed her groceries in the car, and turned the engine on. Maybe it was the car's AC, or maybe it was Doris, fumbling a tune while returning her shopping cart. Enough with the whistling already! That off-kilter tune just seemed to follow her everywhere, like a specter. Driving home, she couldn't help but think of Greg's offer, the whistling, and all of Doris's mistakes. Like there was a correlation between the three. Like it was almost her duty to do something to rectify it and recover her pride. So she dialed Greg. Hey, Claudia. Hey, Greg. I'm in. Let's do this. And you're right. I am looking forward to that principal accounting officer sign on my door. Yes, that is great to hear. Congrats. You know, let's talk more about... Wait, what's that sound? I can't hear you. It's my car. Or something. We hope you enjoyed The Whistling Weakness, the first in this series of eerie accountancy stories. You know, I wonder which SEC form you use to indicate ghostly involvement with your filing. Anyway, we'll get back to regular conversations in upcoming episodes. We just thought you could use a little break from the doom and gloom. Catch you on the next wave. And stay cozy in your big bird sweater. Surf's up. From now on, uh, we don't actually ever let um, Steve or Camille do this. We just have them do something, and then Shandra and yep. I read copy what they would normally put <laughs> in their voice, and we put our own inflections yep. on these. Well, Camille, as Steve, I think we should totally like do something with the fabrication of the 406 and the 6. Hey, Camille, where's your Big Bird sweater? Have you seen? I've, it's been around, but I don't know where it is. Did you feel like real feathers on that? Um, <laughs> be great if we could get like if i could find some some sort of like voice generator to where we could actually have big bird at the end be like sir stop you know <laughs> <laughs> try an angry one and like an exasperated one like whoa i got a lot of work to do holy moly holy moly <laughs> i don't think i've ever said holy moly in my life